Welcome to Beyond the Shoots, where we discuss New York rodeo, the people, and the places they take us. Sam Swearingen is from Leicester, New York. He was a competitor for about 40 years, a stock contractor for 30 years, and he has coached and mentored many rodeo athletes. A few weeks ago, Sam came to Taylorsville, Kentucky. We sat at our kitchen table and we discussed a number of topics that fortunately we recorded. In this episode, Sam talks about finding rodeo, about Little Bridge's rodeo, and his first big win, the typical cowboy trophy. He talks about his first big road trip and early success. His path is remarkable and shows the grittiness, the stick to itness that is required to be really, really great at something. To say that he was driven to succeed is an understatement. Winters in Florida may have been the secret to his success as a saddle bronc rider. Now, to make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. I hope that you enjoy. When did you become aware of rodeo? Oh, boy, that's that's tough. I would say probably five or six years old is what that's what I wanted to do. And because your dad, your mom and dad were involved a bit. Yeah. Um, they were involved. They put on some little britches rodeos when I was about 10. But that's, you know, when the movie The Cowboys came out, I thought, how the heck could you do that movie without me? You know, okay. 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 <laughs> I, I didn't understand there was other people out there that wanted to do what I wanted to do. So, uh, but at 10 years old, I, uh, my parents had those little britches rodeos. I qualified for, uh, the little britches finals was in Colorado and we went out there and, uh, 10 years uh, old, you traveled to Colorado for, for the national little britches national finals. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you remember about that trip? Um, a lot of driving. (laughs) It was long at that time, you know, it, uh, and gas prices were very cheap. They were having gas wars. You could go out. We stayed at somebody's house mm-hmm. in uh, mm-hmm. an elderly lady, and it was it was neat. I won uh, just a trophy for most typical cowboy i don't know what that was okay. you know i didn't okay. at that time i didn't even understand what it meant but the trophy was about as tall as i was and and i did i don't know if i placed or did anything there but uh i did a you know i held my own what what events were you competing in probably everything they had you know uh bull riding bareback riding goat tie and a flag race what whatever they did you know you had to get on somebody else's horse for those other events but uh, i probably did everything okay and and what uh it it left a mark yeah it 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 was something to be you know you still see the arena it was bigger than anything you ever been into you know it was it was yeah for real young kid it was like this is pretty cool you know big adventure lots of miles the whole family go um pretty much my father didn't go he stayed and worked but uh, 
the rest okay. of the family went. And did Mike compete out there as well? Yep. Okay. Mike did. And, yeah, I think it might have been just me and Mike that competed. I, I don't know if Danny, I don't think Danny did, and I don't think Pearl, which would have been eligible to compete, but mm-hmm. I don't think they took a horse and did anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, had a camper or on a neighbor's truck and a camper, and away we went. Okay. Everybody stayed in the camper. Yeah. 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 Um, so you come back. What's what's the next what's the next step of things? What's your next memories of uh, after the Little Britches Rodeo, the finals? Um, well, I started. I wanted to ride bulls. That's that's what I wanted to do. We roped calves some and like that. But I wanted to ride bulls. And, and like I said, they entered entered Attica when I was 12 and went from there to we were messing around and bucking horses at the house one day and I always thought I'll never get on a saddle bronc you hear the story get your foot hung up and all that well I got on one there and that that was it I was about 14 then 14 yeah and And where'd you get the equipment I don't even know if it was equipment. It was it was a saddle, but I don't know, you know. But first time you'd handled a bronc crane. Yeah. Was there anybody, there had to be somebody there giving you some guidance? There had to be. I don't remember who it was or whatever, but uh, it, and it might have been Mike's saddle. He, he was probably riding by then, and I probably just jumped in that and, you know, horse threw me up over his head and stomped down my back but it was the neatest thing because he really blew and it, it was pretty cool so, so you got up after you got stomped on probably a smile on your face i got up wanting to do more of it you got wanting to do more of it mm-hmm. so at 14 you get on your first bronc um so high school rodeo no there was no such thing of no such thing yeah you know, they had high school rodeo but not back how far would you have had to travel to get to an association? I would probably say maybe Tennessee or that something. far. I, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So the, those formative years, fourteen, you're you're a freshman in high school, um, through graduation. What was your what was your rodeo uh, journey there? Very limited. It was. Yeah. Okay. Very limited till. You know, till I got to be a junior or senior in high school, you know, you went to, there was three or four rodeos close enough by to, to get on. Um, I started going up to the Phillipses when they bucked stuff out, you know, when I was, had a driver's license, so it's probably 16 when I went up there and started riding some. And, uh, yeah, you only had two or three rodeos to go to, so it was, it was pretty limited. So what were other Natica, what were those? Gary, would you... Um, no, Gary was PRCA. You couldn't get into that. Um, oh, they had some, uh, Lima, which was going, and that was probably pretty much done by then. I rode there when I was really, you know, 10 or 12, you know, um, went, uh, and we'd go to Canada a little bit. Yeah. I remember going to Canada some. And, uh, yeah, but there wasn't a lot to get to. Right. And so as soon as you could drive, and again, it's interesting. I get the, I get the movie 
the Cowboys, but to have that much desire when it was kind of limited exposure, it was hard to find it is what I'm understanding. Yeah, and hard to get there. And hard to get there. You know, what Mike was going, uh, he he probably graduated by then, and when he, he would go to rodeos, and maybe I'd take along, you know, uh, but they were bigger rodeos that I didn't get, couldn't get into. Okay. Um, the, probably the first rodeo, I know the first rodeo I got on Bronx at was in Rochester, New York. Uh, Jay Barjay came down and put it on. I got in a novice bronc riding, probably been on five or six horses ever, and oh, wow. it didn't fare too well. And, and and was that like an IPRA rodeo at that time? Yeah. It was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you were getting on the real stuff. I was getting on any opportunity right, I could. Right, right. Right. Uh, even as far as uh, loading horses in the chutes, I'd saddle up two riding horses and kick them out in the arena. And the one that was supposed to buck but probably didn't. You know, I just I worked my way all alone to to ride it. You know, kind of pushing the gate open and just just dumb. When mom pulled in the driveway, that was uh, yeah, that was the last time I got to do that. Yeah, but and it's They'd get in a corner, and you'd get off on one of the horses with a saddle on because you might have rode them for three minutes till, okay. till. So, so that was your pickup horse. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully at some point they came together. Well, they would after they a would. while. Yeah. You know, it it, it happened. <laughs> right. And and if the one you were on didn't buck, when you got on the other one, he might He buck. might, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Mike bought a bucking machine, which really helped with timing. Like I, I could get on that. I didn't have any help, but it was in the backyard. You could, you could start it up and jump on it and and ride, and it really helped with timing in bronc riding. Now I don't know if it did much else, but it did help with timing. I see. So you, I see. You know, rodeo schools. No, they really weren't heard of at that time. It, at least I wasn't. You know, I'm sure they did, were doing them out west and been doing them for years, but back there I never heard of it, you know, a rodeo school. Yeah. So, after the J Bar J experience in in Rochester, mm-hmm. uh, what was the next the next big movement you might have had? I really didn't... Uh, do much till I was about a junior or senior Mike was going to rodeos down in Pennsylvania and all that and then I could go they you know go. I, I could go with them and uh, bought my APRA card and like it's either two or 22 is the number like it was one of the first oh wow yeah 52 I don't know but it, it's it's way below 100 and uh, then Made the ARA finals and won the average the first year I went, and I was probably still in high school then. Okay. Uh, and and who were the stock contractors then? Dave Martin was just starting up. Um, there was a guy out of Virginia that did some, and a guy from Maryland was Kenny Brown was his name. Mm-hmm. 
And where were the finals that first year? Do you remember? They were in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. At the State Farm? Yeah, at the Farm Show. Farm Show Arena? Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, yeah, it it was two performances one day on a Saturday. Okay. had two performances one day. Two for two in the Bronx? I was, yeah. Yeah. And I remember Kenny Brown, I had one of his horses. I had Dave Martin's real good horse and won the first round running away. And had one of Kenny Brown's horses that, if you ever, and I really didn't know the man, and never even met the man before that, but boy, he was just, this horse is going to slam you, you know, just running his mouth like crazy. I'm, what is this guy? And he just kind of hopped down through there like, <laughs> and didn't do hardly anything, but uh, yeah, it was like. You were in- introduced to the head game. That's exactly what it was. I probably didn't have enough sense to know that at this time but that's exactly what he was doing yeah and uh <laughs> yeah it, it looking back it's like wow what you know yeah, yeah. why would you do that to somebody right, you know right. what <laughs> right and, and that happened on occasion oh like, try to try to yep. get under your skin just a little bit yep. yeah yeah so what what the average pay that first uh, finals you won the average at i i won over Three hundred dollars. Holy cow! And that seemed like a small fortune at that time. I mean, we were. My parents even drove down and watched it, and drove back the same night because they didn't get a room. Sure. And sure. I said later, I said, "I had money. Why didn't you ask me? I gave you money for a room, you know." Right. Right. Yeah. So, what was next then? Was it you had a you had a bunch of money in your pocket? Was it time no. to break out and time to go a little bit harder? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really go until. Well, it might have been about April that next year. Uh, that, or the year, maybe the year after. I don't know. I was out of school. Oh, I, I had graduated, graduated. Okay. when I went, and uh, yeah, the first rodeos I went to, I went. I entered one in Iowa, one in. I don't know. It was a Montgomery, Alabama, one in Florida. You know, I, when I entered, I took off and went. And the first week, I did well. I mean, one, two out of the three, and placed the other pretty deep. You know, and it was like this is easy. Hell, ain't nothing to it. Won me seven, eight hundred bucks there. I'll never have another poor day in my life. And, <laughs> I might have went three months before I placed again. Is that right? Now, <laughs> this was know, IPRA stuff? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, and, and that was a move. APRA was Northeast. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the IPRA, you could go, you said Iowa, that's across the Mississippi. Yeah. So you're you're headed west a bit. West and south and. Living on the road. Yep. Stayed out that whole, that whole run? Uh I think so. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and I had gone to one the first IRA rodeo I ever entered. I was still in high school, and I went with somebody was taking a horse out 
to Oklahoma or something, and there was a rodeo on the way back, and they said, you want to go? And I said, yeah, you know, let's, let's go. And I went there, and I watched these guys ride, and my mouth was wide open. I said, holy shit, how do they do this? But there again, you're only as good as your competition, and I won second at the rodeo mm -hmm. and couldn't even ride to these guys. You know, I never seen anybody spur horses like this. You know, you've seen spur horses like that, but not consecutively and it was like wow and uh yeah it was a good good experience and the trailer door the side that had a little two-horse trailer with the place under the manger to put your tack and all that that came open my saddle fell out and i lost the saddle on the road on the road your bronc riding saddle my bronc riding saddle on this first trip? On, well, yeah. Not, this was the one that I went out with somebody else. Oh, when yeah. you were coming back after right. dropping off a horse. So you, before or after the rodeo, you lost your saddle? A afterwards. After that. Yeah. Um, you made a little money. Was it enough to buy another saddle? No, I don't think so. I, I have no idea. I, and... Yeah, I don't know if the rodeo was over, if I got paid. I had, I have no idea what what went on there, but uh, no, it wasn't enough to buy a saddle. And you get home and you don't have a saddle. Yeah, well, we, yeah, for some, we seen the door. We stopped and the door was open, and yeah, I knew before we got home I didn't have a saddle. Did double back and go look for it. <laughs> I did make them go back and look a little bit, but they knew it was a lost cause, but I didn't yeah. think that. You know, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So when you when you did the first big run, uh, Iowa, into Florida, um, traveling partners? No, but once I got to Florida, Mike was down there. Oh, and okay. Then I okay. could stay with him, and so he was go. living down there, rodeoing in Florida. Yeah. Okay. And that was SRA. Um, Florida had a FCA, which FCA. was Florida Cowboys. Okay. And uh, then it had IRA, too. And it was pretty big through the winters. A lot of people went to south and, you know, you worked a job and you rodeoed. There was uh, probably the, they bucked, uh, had buck outs like every Tuesday or Wednesday night right there close to where we lived at Davie, Florida. And I could get on. And that really, really helped me because when I did come back, to the northeast and i thought well heck what's wrong with these guys they rode as good as i did mm -hmm. when when i left yeah and then i came back and i was miles ahead of really? everybody else okay. because you didn't stop you know everybody stopped up there six eight months before you did it again and uh i didn't stop i just kept going and and definitely getting on bronx every week any any additional instruction or was it still pick it up as you go no, there. By this time, there was instruction. Okay. You know, uh, the the contractor then had a horse he called Charlie. I remember him, and he I ride him out through there, and he'd ride up. He was picking up, and he'd grab that buck and jerk on him, and stop Charlie, and he'd tell you what you were doing wrong, and slap old Charlie in the ass, and away you go. Oh wow! And uh, that right there is probably the time that I. I didn't think of it at the time, but that's why, I, with the kids, you wanted to put them on the right stuff to learn, not to get hurt. Yeah. Um, 
and you're you're picking up this burst stroke you're learning to work with your with your with your rain mm -hmm. right you're working on basics and it's simply coming together for you yeah it, it when you got on the right horses it it worked uh pretty good most of the time and yeah i'm not saying i picked it up quick or anything like that but it was uh keep doing and doing and I remember the contractor one time I had a really good horse that stopped at seven and it was the big rodeo down there and I knew these he had two outstanding horses and back then they wouldn't tell you what the re-ride was till after you said whether you took it or not mm -hmm. and I wanted a re-ride because I knew these two horses didn't go that day you know I and I thought I well I can get one of them and it'll be great and afterwards you know the horse wasn't as good and he said why did you do that and i told him he said oh okay and this he was a rough old boy he first time you see him he was tough on people he mm -hmm. was tough mm -hmm. and uh but when i told him what my theory was because i probably was going to win the rodeo without taking the rewrite oh, i probably okay. would have won first okay which is hindsight, but I wanted to get on those two horses, you know, that were one of those was outstanding. You know? Okay. Did you ever get on those horses, another rodeo? I got on, yeah, the one of them only got on them once and rode them terrible. Was just did not, did it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, uh, which his name was Smart Dugan, and actually I had gotten on him the very first week I went off rodeo okay i had him down there and uh he bucked oh lord he bucked and i rode him and the one clown came up and said what what were you saying out there i said what do you mean what were you saying he said you went by me you were going wahoo yeehaw woo. <laughs> never knew i was doing it yeah. but uh yeah. it that horse was incredible i'd have never rode him if the ground wasn't real deep sand you know okay. he was he was that good. He he could buck anybody off at any day. Okay. Little horse probably weighed nine hundred pounds and just bucked. Yeah. Um, so how many years uh, did you winter in Davy? Probably three, two or three. Yeah. And all consecutive. I mean, yeah. so this is a sharp focus. You can get on Bronx during the week. Right, practice Bronx. I take that that was a jackpot, maybe. No, it was just a practice. Just night. Just a practice night. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you 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 have your winter workout on these Bronx. Yeah, I uh, worked the job, construction, real good man put us on, and you know I don't know as he got a lot out of us because you're gone a lot, but uh, you know he was cowboy and. Uh, he had a big construction company, and we all kind of worked for him, and we could get on the middle of the week and go to his place and team roped, and, you know, it was, it, it worked. And, and there was some really good competition because the, the guys from the West would go down there in the wintertime okay. and keep going. Yep. So you're you're in the practice pen, but you also every weekend you can be somewhere rodeoing all winter long. Yeah. Okay. Um, and after the first year, you come back north. You realize you've you've gained on the competitors up in the northeast. 
What did that summer look like? Did you go hard? Probably went to everything I could. Yeah. You know, all everything in New York, Pennsylvania, Canada that you could get to. Okay. Yeah. Um, and made what finals that year? Do you recall? Oh, well, in the Bronx riding, probably made everything I had a card to, mm-hmm. you know, probably three or four different finals. Yeah. Okay. And so you got busy in the fall with, with all the finals and, and good money there. Um, do you recall how you did that year, finals and all things in? No, I don't. <laughs> I know that ARA finals, I won that because uh, I won that like 10 years in a row. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yep. everything else, I, I don't recall. I started going to SRA rodeos then to the Southern Rodeo Association. Okay. Yeah. So ARA, APRA, uh, IPRA, uh, SRA. ERA is gone at this point. ERA is gone. Um, PRCA? No. Um, At that time, you couldn't ride anything but PRCA. Really? So let me just get this clear. So if you wanted to ride PRCA in the Northeast, you couldn't have any of the other cards? Correct. Wow. Yeah. If it was PRCA, it was strictly PRCA. Okay. And the PRCA was Cowtown, which was six hours from home on a Saturday night. You couldn't get in another rodeo. Or Painted Pony, which was five hours away and didn't didn't make sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you would have really, that's it in the Northeast. That was it at that time. They didn't have any PRCA rodeos on the road, I don't think. Okay. Otherwise, you got to leave the region, the circuit, and, and go ride somewhere else. Right. Uh, and how many rodeos could you do with these other associations? How many rodeos could you do in a year? Um, I probably did, I would say, around 30 to 40 rodeos in the summer months. And in the winter, you only went to a couple a week. You know, Longhorn had their rodeos pretty much every weekend. You'd go to that. And then the World's Toughest started up, and you could go to those. So there got to be some to go to in the winter. And the World's Toughest was IPRA as well. Correct. Correct. And so you could... And... and Longhorn, that had been going on for a while before you started competing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they'd been in business. It was originally Loretta Lynn Rodeo, and Bruce Lurkey bought that from her and uh, started running under Longhorn. And do you remember your best year in those early years? Maybe total winnings for the year. All things in, all things done. I, you know, I would probably say twenty to thirty thousand. Okay, would that's, would have uh, everything good. together. You know, uh, I remember. Clovis Crane's father, Joe Crane, was talking to uh, Johnson, Clint Johnson. And, you know, I just heard him say, 
I was standing, wasn't there, and he said, well, you know, this boy makes pretty good money for back here. He probably runs 20000 or something like that. And it, uh, Clint Johnson said, ooh, that's, that's pretty good for, you know, for not going anywhere. Sam tells the story so clearly that it is easy to imagine the adventure that he was on. Losing your saddle bronc saddle on your second big road trip would be a huge setback. The difference between being an amateur rodeo cowboy and a professional rodeo cowboy? Professional rodeo cowboys get paid. Google says that winning $20,000 riding saddle broncs in 1980 would be equivalent to winning $74,000 today. Pretty serious money. Sam did this by riding at so many different associations. Can you imagine the PRCA not allowing you to ride in other professional rodeo associations? Because of the PRCA rule, Sam couldn't even ride at one of New York's oldest, most prestigious PRCA rodeos, Gary, New York. In our next episode, we will talk with Sam about making some big finals and some of the successes that he enjoyed as a professional rodeo cowboy. I hope that you enjoyed this story. If you do, please share it with your friends. To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Click like, click follow. And a reminder... Check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. It is that Facebook page that started this podcast on its way. If you have any pictures that go along with these stories, please post them in the comments below the podcast postings. I want to help Betty Johnson capture and catalog these great New York State Rodeo memories. This is Beyond the Shoots. Until next time, thank you for listening.